What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Johnners. Uh, so today's a special episode, we're going to be looking at last night's excellent NXT TakeOver New York show from the Staples Centre in New York. That was a phenomenal show and I'm going to be covering that um, match by match with Matt Bayliss, um, who's going to be the special guest host of this episode of Wrestling with Johnners. Matt's been on uh, other episodes in the past, including uh, he helped me cover the NXT TakeOver Phoenix show from January, as well as many others uh, that you can track down in the archives. The most recent one was uh, the Progress Chapter 86 show from Birmingham a few weekends back. Uh, But uh, we're going to be covering in detail the TakeOver New York show uh, in this episode. This is episode 35, so thank you very much for joining us. Before we get to, um, started with the review of uh, TakeOver New York with Matt Bayliss, don't forget to reach out to us on social media. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at withjohners underscore pod. We update that on a daily basis uh, with uh, news and uh, reviews and uh, opinions uh, on what's happening in the wonderful world of pro wrestling. You can find us on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash wrestlingwithjohners. You can also uh, find us on Facebook. We've got a very active Facebook group, uh, which we update several times a day with lots of uh, fun and interesting articles, uh, news and opinions, and uh, the usual banter on there. Just go onto Facebook and search Wrestling With Johnners and ask to be part of that group. You can also send us an email if you wish to. Uh, you can email us wrestlingwithjohners at gmail.com if you've got any feedback about the shows or any questions you'd like to ask. Um, and before we start this week's episode with Matt Bayliss, um, I'll urge you to go out and check uh, episode four, which was my full prediction show for WrestleMania 35. And uh, that's a, an hour of me uh, talking in depth um, quite passionately about how I think uh, WrestleMania and all of its individual matches are likely to go. Uh, so before uh, the show of shows tomorrow night, do yourself a favour and go and check episode 34 out on there. Uh, you can find it uh, in the archives. Um, we are on all podcast platforms, uh, all popular pla- podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. So without further ado, this is my NXT TakeOver New York review with Matt Bayliss, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to Wrestling With Johnners, and this is the special NXT TakeOver New York um, edition, and uh, I've got Matt Bayliss with me. So Matt's been on uh, Wrestling With Johnners quite a few times in the past. He's helped to cover NXT TakeOver Phoenix. And so welcome back to the podcast, Matt. Great to have you on board. Yeah, cheers, John. Thanks for having me back again. No, you're very welcome. So we got five excellent matches from last night's TakeOver to cover. Um, it, it was a, an excellent show. Uh, we're going to cover each match uh, in a little bit of detail and just really get your thoughts on uh, on each match and kind of the, the highlights or if there were any lowlights in your opinion. Um, so the first match, and uh, I think the, the War Raiders have kicked off a couple of uh, NXT specials before, but the War Raiders were defending their NXT Tag Team Championships against their number one contenders and recent Dusty Cup winners Ricochet and Alistair Black. So the War Raiders got a, a fantastic entrance as per normal with their, their Viking uh, Viking gimmick. Um, Rowan Hansen makes an impressive entrance in front of 
over 15,000 uh, really enthusiastic fans here at the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn. Um, and um, it, it was 12 months ago um, in New Orleans when Ricochet made his NXT debut. He's now in the now infamous ladder match for the North American Championship to kickstart uh, NXT TakeOver New Orleans uh, 12 months ago. And here we are. Uh, Ricochet is part of the NXT tag title match after winning the, the Dusty Classic with Alistair Black um, on last week's NXT. Um, so going into this match, uh, what were your expectations? Um, I know we've spoken about all four of these wrestlers before. Um, what was, what's your take first of all on Ricochet and Alistair Black as a tag team? Now they have been tagging quite a lot on NXT, you know, typically they're singles wrestlers, uh, but we have seen them as a tandem a lot on the main roster uh, recently. And they've actually got uh, SmackDown tag team title match um, in a four way with uh, the bar the Usos and Rusev and Nakamura on Sunday at WrestleMania. Um, but uh, what's your thoughts on these two as a tandem and uh, going into this match? What were your expectations, Matt? I think they make a great team. Um, they're, they're definitely two sort of like singles wrestlers, but they're, it's one of those rare occasions where they've kind of put, put two people together and it's really worked. Yeah. And they, they seem to really enjoy it as well, that the way they've kind of developed a bit of a tandem move set as well. Yeah. Um, even with like the entrance when uh, Alistair Black springs into the ring and then sort of like Ricochet pops up behind him. Yeah, uh, kind of like through the match as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Spot, I think the the spot where um that Ricochet and uh, and Black just like dropped down and sat on the, on the <laughs> I was just about to say that that was an all that was a fun spot and Ricochet kind of was looking around and smiling to himself to say yeah you know we're we're a team you know this yeah. really worked and uh, that was quite a funny spot to be honest with you quite amusing I found but uh, yeah, yeah I think carry so. on. It was, I mean, I, it was it was a hard one to predict because obviously the War, War Raiders haven't really had any like significant defense of the titles yet, so I kind of thought it was unlikely they'd drop the belts. Yeah. Um, but then obviously like the push that, that Ricochet and Black have been having in the last few weeks, and um, I think they're you know it, I'm pretty sure no one else has ever had shots at the Raw titles, the NXT titles, and the SmackDown titles all in seven days. So. Um, so, yeah, so it was interesting to see what what sort of like what went down with it and, and sort of like which way they went with it, but fully expected um, a fantastic match and it definitely didn't disappoint. Most definitely, yeah. So a couple of the key spots in the match, which I'll go through now. Uh, there was one spot where Hanson did uh, repeated avalanches um, on opposite corners onto both Ricochet and Black until Ricochet catches Hanson in midair, dumping him uh, with a slam to the canvas. Um, a Black hits an impressive German suplex on row for a close near fall. Hanson takes the place of uh, Will Ospreay as he and uh, Ricochet exchange kind of handspring elbows and all sorts of acrobatics in the ring, which I found uh, uh, really entertaining considering uh, uh, Hanson is twice the size of Will Ospreay, but was an ideal replacement there um, in that exchange with Ricochet. Then the Raiders go for a double pin on Ricochet from a springboard clothesline, only to be broken up by a massive double spot, a stomp from Alistair Black from the top rope. Uh, Ricochet nails a handspring tiger drop only for Hansen to come off the top turnbuckle with a senton onto everybody else on the outside. Uh, the match nearly ends after Black hits a black mass followed by a shooting star press from Ricochet only to be broken up by Hansen bundling Alistair Black into his partner's break up the pinfall attempt. Uh, Ricochet misses a 6.30 and the match uh, does eventually end on the 19 minute mark with their fallout double team manoeuvre for the War Raiders uh, with Hansen coming off the top rope onto Ricochet with his big leg drop whilst being held up in midair by Rowe. Uh, Ricochet lands um, quite quite 
high on the back of his neck actually it looked uh, a little bit awkward the landing there uh, but the Raiders the War Raiders get the pinfall after 19 minutes and a really solid opener so um, I, I thought that this was a great match to to kick it off and uh, the fans seem to be quite up for this match and I'm quite pleased that the War Raiders are one. They they definitely uh, uh, seem to be proving themselves more and more every time we see them in a ring, especially every time we see them in a, a takeover special like this. I think they are kind of getting more and more fan support each time they're in a match because they can work for two big guys, especially Hanson, the way he kind of moves around the ring and some of the acrobatics and Rowies, um, you know, obviously the, the muscle of the team. Um, but uh, a really good opener. And uh, what were your thoughts on this match? I'll like say a, a good win for the War Raiders here. And Ricochet and Black, uh, once again, uh, they, they didn't win, but they, they did perform excellently as a team. And I felt that both teams gelled really well in this match, some good chemistry. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, you know, I think from start to finish, it was, you know, it was a really exciting match. There was a lot of variety in it as well. You know, no team sort of like got the upper hand for any, any like large length of time. Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of interaction between all, all four guys, a lot of, you know, different things and, things that you wouldn't normally expect to see as well when uh, i really like the war raiders as, as a team as well like even, even with the finish um i noticed in one of their other matches a few weeks ago as well that you know they pay attention to who is the legal man so like the right man gets the pin mm. so with the finish of the match last night um you know they they sort of like they swap positions because to make sure the legal man got the pin and and, and i think that's just kind of like testament to how good they are as a tag team and that you know they're legitimate you know like within the business as well so um it's like little things like that that are really impressive um yeah. i think after the match as well so like the show of respect and um and the crowd reaction to to ricochet and black as well was um you know it's a phenomenal start to a, to a, to an event yeah and i think that that marked uh, quite possibly the last match or certainly the last match for the foreseeable future for alistair black and ricochet in an nxt uh, arena and um obviously they they've been um on the you know a regular fixture a permanent fixture on the main roster on both Raw and SmackDown to give them credit uh, for the last couple of months now and of course they've got their uh, their SmackDown tag team title match um, against uh, the Usos Rusev and Nakamura and the Bar on Sunday um, that will be when that match first popped up uh, on uh, on WWE.com. I had to shout about it. I had to share it because, it, it, you know, you've got four quite exciting teams there. I know that uh, Nakamura and Rusev haven't had a great 12 months since WrestleMania last year, to be honest with you. Um, but I think four very good teams, four very capable teams. It could be an excellent match on Sunday. And I'm really happy to see that Black and Ricochet, although they're not shining yet as individual stars on the main roster, they're definitely being given a, a fantastic push as a tag team and um, they're being allowed to shine as a tag team on the main roster as well. So I'm expecting that match on Sunday to be fantastic. But let's move on to the second match, uh, which is for the North American, the NXT North American Championship, Matt Riddle versus the champion uh, Velveteen Dream. So uh, this, this was a, another fun match. Dream makes his entrance um, as the Statue of Liberty here um, and being carried to the ring um, kind of a la Macho King, Randy Savage style. So I really liked this entrance from Dream and I don't think he, he ever disappoints with his, with his entrance or his, or his gear. Um, a fantastic entertainer, um, even before the bell starts. Uh, Dream gets caught uh, from an attempted flying double axe handle to be turned over uh, with a German suplex on the mats on the outside. So kind of an early exchange on the outside of the ring there. Um, Riddle hits a Broton and uh, follows up with a soccer kick for an early two count uh, in the first couple of minutes of the match. 
Uh, then uh, gets a, a rip cord knee strike, followed by a GTS and a bridge in German suplex for a two count for Matt Riddle. So plenty of fast paced action in the first few minutes. Um, Dream does his best Hulk Hogan impression with a, with a big boot, followed by another double axe handle uh, from the top turnbuckle to the outside. Dream gets a two count from that exchange. Riddle applies an ankle lock, uh, but Dream is able to escape to hit his DDT and Dream Valley driver. But Dream comes off the top rope. As, as he comes off the top rope, Riddle applies his bro mission. Uh, Riddle then hits a fantastic high angle German suplex while standing on the second rope, followed by a pinpoint moonsault for a uh, two count there. So fantastic accuracy from that moonsault. Uh, Riddle applies the bro mission for the second time in the match, but Riddle releases the body scissors, allowing Velveteen Dream to roll backwards to pin Riddle's shoulders to the mat for a surprise in three counts to retain the North American Championship. So uh, a good match. I felt that these two had some good chemistry in the match. Um, I felt that the, the, the crowd were a little bit quiet, um, but I really enjoyed this match from the entrances through to the, the surprising way that it ended. Um, and I found that but both wrestlers came across really well in this. Um, Matt Riddle appeared to have a lot of the offense in this match uh, with uh, the Velveteen Dream having to come from underneath. But he certainly did that and he pinned Matt Riddle's shoulders to the mat whilst he was in the bro mission. Um, a good match. What did you think of this one then, Matt? Yeah, it was really good. It started off quite quite slow and there's um you know a bit of a uh, bit of back and forth at the start with uh like velveteen dream doing the uh the crane kick pose yeah um you know then there's you know there's quite a bit i think uh Matt tried to go for a fist bump to start with and, and velveteen dream turned it down then he got hit a few times and then kind of came begging back for the fist bump so yeah it was, it was quite it was quite a lot of fun to start with and then he got you know quite hard hit in um like you say like matt riddle had the majority of the offense um there's the one the one kick and I, I felt it myself uh, it was so it looked looked and sounded so hard um but yeah I, I really enjoyed it you know he kind of like started off slowly and kind of built up um quite a lot of pace I think the spot with um with Velveteen Dream hulking up as well was was quite good and, <laughs> I and did enjoy that yeah that. so I did I did half expect um maybe like a heel turn from one of them right because I don't I don't think he like you know, neither of them are particularly heelish. Um, you know, but there were, there were times where I thought that maybe like someone was gonna was gonna flip and and everything. But you know, but I I really enjoyed the match. Um, and you know, based on what happened in the match, it was quite a surprising outcome. But I'm I'm glad that that Dream did retain, and uh, and then just see where they go from there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying it's probably a bit too soon for Velveteen Dream to be dropping the title. Uh, I think he's only had maybe one defence in the past, um, but uh, I still think he's, he's, he's still red hot as a character and as a wrestler. A lot of people are half expecting him to go up onto the main roster this year, and I think a lot of people were were kind of expecting that if he did drop the belt to Riddle last night, that he'd be main roster bound uh, directly after WrestleMania. That doesn't appear to be the case. Um, I personally think that Matt Riddle could be called up onto the main roster before the Velveteen Dream is you know, especially with the, the Fox deal coming in um, in about October um, and with uh, uh, them wanting the SmackDown Live presentation to be more sports based and more kind of reality based instead of uh, gimmick or storyline driven. And it's, it'd still be you know, backstage storylines and, and gimmicks, of course. But uh, Matt Riddle could be kind of a shoe in for SmackDown or something like that when Fox come on board and then wanted a bit more of a, a sports based presentation um but uh, no i absolutely love this match to be honest with you and um you know it, it, it was nice to see matt riddle up against somebody 
um, you know, different somebody with a style such as the Velveteen Dream. Uh, we've been so used to seeing him in, in takeovers against Cassius Ono. And uh, we haven't really seen him up against many anybody else, really, apart from that NXT TV show against Drew Gulak a few weeks back. Uh, but, yeah, really enjoyed this match. And I found that the Velveteen Dream was a worthy winner and uh, probably the right result on the night, to be honest with you. Um, you know, there could be a rematch down the line for these two. I do see championship gold around Matt Riddle's waist fairly soon. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, possibly uh, have a match in the not too distant future for the NXT Championship. Um, but uh, yeah, an exciting future for both of these wrestlers and a good match last night. But let, let's move on to kind of the match that both me and you were probably looking forward to most going into this. And that was for the WWE United Kingdom Championship with uh, um, champion Pete Dunne going up against uh, the ring general Walter. Uh, so um, I think the anticipation for this match was, uh, you know, really palatable going into it. A lot of people very, very excited. I think the NXT UK weekly TV show is really hot product at the moment. Um, Pete Dunne has been UK champion for 685 days and, and Walter has just come across as this unstoppable monster certainly since he's appeared on NXT UK TV. We all know what he's capable of on, on the Indies, certainly with uh, his appearances at Progress and OTT and WXW. We all knew of his reputation. We all know how hard-hitting he is. And for a big guy, he's very agile as well. But it's them chops you've got to watch out for. Um, but uh, one one thing that I did celebrate before the match even started was uh, uh, Percy Watson got replaced by Vic Joseph for this match, which um, I was very happy about because uh, Vic Joseph is, is an excellent um, an excellent commentator and usually commentates alongside Nigel McGuinness uh, on the NXT UK TV shows. Uh, so uh, I was happy to have Vic Joseph there kind of commentate on this match. Um, but Walter um, takes kind of first blood or first strike. He, he gets his, his first chop in, um, closely followed by his second chop, knocking Pete Dunne down to the canvas after only four minutes. Uh, Walter bends Dunne across the top turnbuckle with a, a foot on Dunne's chin. Walter then follows this up with a backslam onto the edge of the ring, the ring apron on the outside. Uh, Dunn goes for some early joint manipulation on the fingers of the big Austrian, only to be met with a big boot taking the United Kingdom champion off the ring apron to the floor on the outside. Uh, Dunn gets a two count from a sitting powerbomb um, on the 10 minute mark, and then Dunn strikes with a double foot stomp to the chest of Walter on the outside from the top turnbuckle. Uh, Dunn then kicked out of a huge uh, power bomb from Walter. Walter gets a two count from a top rope avalanche sleeper suplex on Dunn. Uh, that that was an awesome spot, that one. Uh, Dunn then continues to snap Walter's fingers, almost causing the big man to tap out at one point. Uh, Walter then kicked out of the bitter end on the 22-minute mark. Both the champion and the challenger traded blows before Walter knocked Dunn to the canvas before getting caught uh, upon the top turnbuckle by Walter for a super power bomb, which was absolutely fantastic. Must have hurt like hell. Walter then goes back to the top rope um, with a huge splash um, from the top turnbuckle, covers Pete Dunn and wins the match after 26 minutes. And we have a new United Kingdom champion. So Walter, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think both guys really put the beating on one another here. Uh, Don was really concentrating on the joint manipulation and the, the finger snapping. Walter was going for all of his big moves, um, including the, the chops and the, the drop kicks. And we actually saw him pull out a couple of moves that we've not um, seen him do before, especially this uh, top rope um, splash. 
which kind of caused or led to the pinfall victory. So we have a new champion match and a, a fantastic match. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one? Oh, it was amazing. It, li- it sort of lived up to and exceeded expectations. Um, it was absolutely brutal at times. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the double stump from Pete to the outside. You know, there's. You know, if anyone still tries to tell you that wrestling's fake, it's all. <laughs> all the show just get them to watch that and then try and get them to work out how that couldn't hurt exactly uh, yeah i mean I, I was out of my seat two or three times at home watching it so um yeah it, it was it was a fantastic match you know i'm good that pete lost the title but hopefully that's you know a, a gateway to to move on to the next things um on on the pre-show on the network um you know when they were talking about pete's reign names that they were throwing around, you know, for in terms of, you know, like who who who, who his reign is similar to. You know, like Hogan and Bruno San Martino, you know, so the fact that he's being, you know, mentioned alongside those guys, um, you know, I can't wait to see what's next for him. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, this match was uh, pretty special, to be honest with you. Um, and we would talk at, at the, you know, towards the end of this um episode as to what our favorite match of the night was but uh, this is definitely up there as far as i'm concerned and i think what made it really special for me and i think this is typical of a lot of pete dunn matches but certainly being in there with somebody like walter is it was so hard hitting there was you know a lot of really kind of tough exchanges like you say the double foot stomp or, or the chops all the kicks and all the, the the finger joint manipulation and the, you know that super power bomb uh, by walter Crikey, that that would have broken any normal man in half, and I don't know how Pete Dunne managed to kind of, you know, carry on. Uh, but but an absolutely amazing match, um, and yeah, uh, 685 days, nearly two years. Um, I know that he was congratulated backstage after the match by Triple H and uh, a lot of the other wrestlers. Um, I, I think Pete Dunne has done all he can. Uh, to elevate the NXT UK brand and the NXT UK show. I know that on a WWE.com exclusive, he did say that um, you know he, he wants a rematch. Uh, there's some speculation as to whether that will be one-on-one or possibly uh, the, the ring camp stable versus British Strong Style, which will be a fantastic match. Um, we may well see that in a future uh, takeover. Who knows? But like you say, I do think he's achieved pretty much as much as he can, um, whether it be on the NXT UK or the NXT brands, because um, he has achieved on kind of both TV shows on both products. So yeah, I, I I would love to see him pop up as a surprise on Monday. We know that the Raw after Mania is always kind of the, the big special. Um, it's, it's kind of the, the most fun and the best uh, Monday Night Raw of the year, usually with lots of debuts and special appearances. Um, and I think Pete Dunne has certainly made a good name for himself uh, amongst the management team in the WWE. He's certainly high. Um, you know, Triple H is very high on him. And of course, he was in the Raw Rumble this year as well. So uh, um, Vince McMahon must uh, like a thing or two about Pete Dunne as well. So let's hope so. Um, but uh, if he's not going up onto the main roster soon, he certainly deserves to, um, you know, this year, most definitely. Um, but a cracking match. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, th- thank you very much, Pete Dunne. I, I thought that it an amazing reign. Um, and he's been a fantastic champion and uh, every match that we've seen him in as United Kingdom champion has been absolutely stellar from his matches with, uh, you know, Joe Coffey, Jordan Devlin, you know, Wolfgang through to this match here. Um, you know, the match, the match he had with Tyler Bate back in 2017 when he first won the championship was match of the year. Um, and uh, yeah, 
he, he just brings star quality and fantastic matches um, every time you see him on TV. So uh, I think pound for pound, he's probably one of the best wrestlers in the world at the moment. And uh, yeah, and, and like I say, we were lucky enough to see him at the Progress Show a few weeks back. Um, so uh, yeah, best of luck to Pete Dunne with whatever the future holds. Right, looking at the, the next match, which is the, the the NXT Women's Championship match, we've got champion Shayna Baszler defended her championship in a four-way against Kyrie Sane, former NXT Women's Champion, of course, uh, Bianca Belair and Io Shirai. So um, even to start this match, a super quick action with Belair blowing a kiss to Kyrie Sane. Uh, we saw a brief exchange between the two Sky Pirates, which was quite exciting for a second there, uh, because both of these two typical baby faces, they've uh, only ever really been on screen as kind of tag partners to see them kind of uh, be in, in a bit of confrontation was quite exciting there. Um, EO hits a beautiful springboard drop kick on Belair before nailing a pair of knees in the corner. There's a Tower of Doom spot with EO and Sane performing a double powerbomb uh, superplex onto Baszler and Belair. Belair press slams Kyrie Sane over the top rope onto Baszler and Shirai on the outside. Uh, Belair gets a two count from her KOD only to be have her pin broken up by EO Shirai. Uh, Sane breaks up a pinfall attempt from EO off of a moonsault. Um, EO breaks up a, a pinfall attempt from Kyrie Sane this time from her insane elbow. Um, Belair executes a, a double KOD on both EO Shirai and Kyrie Sane, which was an awesome spot. Um, she went to cover Shayna, um, sorry, she went to cover Kyrie Sane, sorry, but Shayna Baszler comes over with a running knee before slapping on her Carafuda clutch and Belair tapped out, tapped out of the Carafuda clutch um, and uh, Shayna Baszler won the match via submission after 16 minutes. So with all four competitors, it was kind of non-stop action from the very first bell. Um, really good match. I thought that the kind of bits where Io Shirai and Curry saying we're going at it in the ring was quite exciting. Uh, but uh, a fantastic match. I don't think a lot of people were expecting Shayna Baszler to win this match, similar to you know some of the previous matches that we, we've spoken about, half expecting Shayna Baszler to appear on the main roster anytime soon, especially with her being you know kind of a permanent fixture on the NXT brand for the last couple of years now. Um, but she comes out uh, having won the match, and this is her second kind of WrestleMania weekend NXT um, back-to-back years where she's come out the victor. Um, Match then. Match between these four women. Um, what did you enjoy about this match then? Um, it, was, it was great from start to finish. I had my doubts about it because, like, sometimes fatal four-way matches don't always pan out that well. But yeah. I think it was uh, it was really well put together. Um, all four women, you know, got to show off what they can do. And there's a lot of interaction between uh, between everyone. Uh, different times, everything was, you know, a lot of fantastic spots. Um, you know, really, really really fun match to watch really and yeah. it could have gone it could have gone in any direction really so um you know so it was, it was another one that was you know like you know really really fun and and sort of like really interesting throughout yeah no i i completely agree and i think the the unexpected finish i say unexpected like i say a lot of people were expecting Shayna bases to drop the belt so she could go up onto the main roster or at least expecting you know somebody else to uh, have their day in the sun with the championship but to have Shayna baszler uh, go over in this match was slightly unexpected but uh, definitely very welcome and she is proving a very very credible champion this is of course her second nxt women's uh, championship run um but uh, yeah let's let's have a look at the main events so this was uh, kind of happens because of the Tommaso Ciampa um, neck injury or neck surgery, which um, is going to be keeping him out of action uh, for at least 12 months. 
We'll have to see what the kind of long-term prognosis of this next surgery is. Um, we'll talk more about Tommaso Ciampa a bit later, I'm sure. But uh, there was obviously the, the five-way match a few weeks ago on NXT TV. Um, where, the winner of that, uh, Adam Cole, was obviously going to face Johnny Gargano, who was um, already penciled in for a championship match against Tommaso Ciampa for um, NXT TakeOver New York. Uh, so Johnny comes out first with uh, uh, his ring gear, very much in the style of, of Iron Man and... Uh, Cole is, uh, is kind of sent to the ring um, on his entrance by his kind of undisputed buddies. Um, so uh, there's a, a double crossbody spot here from both competitors after nine minutes, which uh, uh, must have kind of winded the hell out of both of them. Johnny gets an early two count from a slingshot spear. Um, Adam Cole gets the first fall of the match. So remember, this is a two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship. And Adam Cole gets the first fall after 13 minutes with his last shots running knee to the back of the head of Johnny Gargano. Gargano explodes with a spear um, off the apron, um, followed by a senton off the ring apron once again to the floor onto Adam Cole. So the match spilling onto the outside here. Gargano gets a, a strong two count from an avalanche air raid crash. Um, Adam Cole runs Gargano into uh, two successive ring posts, uh, but Gargano is quickly able to recover to get the second fall uh, with a Gargano escape submission, uh, uh, making it one fall apiece. So after the first two falls, um, kind of where's your excitement level? Where's your head at regarding where the match might go? Um, I know you had to kind of rewatch this match because of uh, uh, technical difficulties, um, but to kind of going into the third fall, uh, what's your kind of thoughts on this match so far then, Matt? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think, um, you know, both of them were sort of pulling out all the stops. And, um, you know, it, again, like with, with every match on this card, it could have gone either way. And I'm pretty sure, you know, people would have been happy either way as well. So, um, you know, but it was it was good. You know, the, the crowd started to pick up again towards sort of like the, you know, the, around the second fall. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was, you know, it, it was sort of like really gripping. Unfortunately, I did not off at that point. So uh, <laughs> I was trying to cover for you there, Matt. I said technical difficulties, but uh, <laughs> so let's have a look at the, the third and final fall. Obviously, it's one fall apiece going into the final fall. Uh, so the third fall uh, started to pick up the pace. Um, and uh, the fans started to, to wake up a little bit. They, they were quiet at the beginning of the match, but it did start to get more and more into the match um, as uh, the match kind of got into the kind of the 20 plus minute mark here. Uh, Cole gets a close near fall from a straight jacket German suplex, uh, which is a move you don't see every day, but uh, quite an impressive German suplex there. There's a wicked reverse spiked Rana followed by a super kick sending Cole to the outside before Gargano um, could capitalise. So uh, Cole, ro Cole rolls out of the ring before Gargano could make the cover there. Cole drives Gargano into the edge of the ring apron with a wheelbarrow suplex, and that definitely looked uh, a painful move there. Cole gets a very close near fall from a springboard uh, Panama sunrise, and uh, that definitely woke the crowd up. That was an awesome spot. Cole nails Johnny Gargano with Champers finisher, the fairy tale ending um, on the Spanish announcers table, which Johnny uh, just beat the uh, beat the ten count there, um, just beat the referee's ten count there from being counted out. So that was a really close fall where uh, Adam Cole very nearly won the final fall via count out. Gargano puts Cole into the Gargano escape only for the undisputed era. Uh, so the other three members to get involved just as Cole taps, but with the referee being distracted on the other side of the ring. Um, O'Reilly and Fish hit their tag finisher on 
Uh, but Cole uh, still couldn't get the three counts as Jod Gargano kicks out there. Adam Cole gets a very close near fall after two super kicks and a run in knee. And that was really, really close. But on the 38 minute mark, Johnny Gargano is able to apply the Gargano escape once again for the win. And we have a brand new NXT champion. So lots going on in that third fall with the Undisputed Era coming out. Uh, the referee getting distracted. Adam Cole tapping, but the referee not being present to see the, the kind of tap out there. Um, but Johnny Gargano on the second Gargano escape did manage to make Adam Cole tap out. And uh, he's the first ever triple crown champion of NXT. And um, this is his first ever NXT championship. A fantastic match. The, th the third fall was definitely, definitely one to watch and uh, a fantastic match between these two, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. So uh, uh, what did you think of the match as a whole in that third fall? Um, did you enjoy it as much as I did? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, for the third fall, it did really pick up and then you know, they just went to town with everything, some of the spots. Um, you know, with, with, the, uh, with the spot with the announce table, you know, the announce table nearly won the third fall, I think. Yeah. Because um, you know there was no giving that whatsoever, so no. uh, but, you know it was good, and I think sort of like there was you know the expected interference from the undisputed era, um, you know, so it, it was just it got a bit wild and just accelerated, you know, more and more towards the end, and then you know the finish was really good with with Cole almost getting to the ropes and Gargano managing to roll him back into the middle of the ring with breaking the hold, and then uh, and then get picking up the victory from there. So yeah, you know, it was it was it was a fantastic way to to kind of cap off the show. It really was. It really, really was. And I think Johnny Gargano um, is a very deserving NXT champion. Uh, wasn't kind of the match we were we were kind of hoping for. We 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 were always expecting Johnny Gargano to face Tommaso Ciampa um, at NXT New York for the NXT Championship. That that hasn't happened for reasons I explained earlier on. But uh, a brilliant match between these two. I'd love to see them go at it again. I think there does need to be a rematch between these two. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, Johnny uh, wrestling becomes Johnny takeover becomes Johnny champion. So uh, well done, Johnny Gargano there. But I think one of the highlights of the whole show was uh, when uh, obviously his wife, Candice LeRae, comes into the ring to uh, congratulate um, her husband. And then they go up onto the ramp. And then who should kind of walk out behind Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, but Tommaso Ciampa. Um, and uh, Gargano turns around and embraces uh, Tommaso Ciampa. And uh, the three of them kind of have a hug on the ramp. Um, and it does kind of bookend that storyline um not the way we were kind of expecting uh with the, the two year long feud that they'd had um but a really nice way to finish off the show and uh kind of uh great to see uh champa kind of on the ramp there congratulating his, his kind of buddy um slash kind of long time rival but uh they've obviously got a, a relationship there they've obviously got a, a deep friendship um so yeah a brilliant takeover some people are saying it's one of the best, if not the best takeovers. I think that we say that every time we have a takeover, to be honest with you, um, because every single one seems to surpass uh, the quality of the one before it. Um, but I think, you know, one thing that's, that's uh, for certain, every single takeover is just phenomenal. And I think uh, uh, their main roster colleagues on Sunday has got uh, a lot to follow, to be honest with you. I, I think that they will. There are some matches I'm really, really looking forward to uh, that could kind of match um, some of the some of the matches we saw on Friday night at Takeover, um, but uh, a fantastic show overall. Um, what, what was your kind of final take on NXT Takeover uh, before we say goodbye, Matt? Um, yeah, I, I think I kind of agree with the masses. Really, that it's probably one of the best single shows in a long, long time, if if not the best like Takeover ever. 
Yeah. Um, you know, but compared to, you know, mo- most pay-per-views the last few years, you know, there wasn't a bad match on it. There was no filler. You know, there was nothing to, uh, you know, there, there wasn't time for a pee break, basically. So, um, yeah, it was wall-to-wall action. Yeah. Kept going and going and going. You know, every single match on its own right was, was amazing and, and could easily have main-evented the show as well. Yeah. So if I were to put you on the spot, what was your favourite match of the evening? Um, Pete against Walter, um, yeah. just purely because of um, like Pete himself. And then it was, you know, the brutality of some of it, you know, and I was definitely jumping out of my seat at times. So, um, yeah, so that was that was definitely, definitely the highlight for me. Yeah, I think that was the highlight for me as well. And I'm definitely going to go back and watch this again uh, this afternoon. But uh, Matt, I just want to thank you for jumping on the pod once again. I really appreciate it. We know you're very busy, but uh, thank you for uh, giving us your time this afternoon. Um, I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed uh, NXT TakeOver and we'd love to have you back on uh, Wrestling With Johnners for a future podcast, maybe talking about another NXT TakeOver show in the future. So thank you very much for coming on the pod with us this afternoon, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure, John. Thanks very much. Yep, thank you. So there you have it. That was our NXT TakeOver New York review. Myself and Matt Bayliss. And uh, yeah, it was an excellent show. I'm definitely going to go back and watch it again uh, this afternoon. Uh, Some fantastic matches. The brutality in that Pete Dunne and Walter match was off the charts. The opening match with the Raw Raiders uh, versus Ricochet and Alistair Black was excellent as well. I really enjoyed the uh, four-way between the uh, Shayna Baszler, Kairi Sane, Io Shirai and Bianca Belair for the Women's Championship there. I thought that was an excellent match. Um, every match was fantastic. Uh, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. The main events, uh, two out of three falls match with Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Um, a really deserve a winner, an excellent outcome, a, an amazing third fall, and a really good ending to the show with uh, Tommaso Ciampa coming out onto the stage at the end there to embrace Johnny Gargano. Um, and we know that he's going to be out of action for a long time, uh, but a really kind of good way to close out this uh, edition of NXT TakeOver um, New York. So that I, hope, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's a really fun episode. Thank you again to Matt Bayless uh, for joining me on this podcast. Um, it's always a pleasure to have Matt on board. Um, if you did like this episode, please don't forget to kind of share and to shout about this episode. Uh, Don't forget to like and subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family and keep listening to Wrestling With Johnners for all of your weekly NXT UK, NXT, WWE and Progress Wrestling updates. You can listen to Wrestling With Johnners on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, YouTube, Podcast Addict, Anchor or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. We are on all major podcast platforms. If you have any questions, you can get in touch with the show. Just simply email withjohnners at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us via our Twitter page at withjohnners underscore pod. You can visit our YouTube page. Of course, we've got uh, a channel um, up there, especially for this podcast. And uh, there's also some videos from my time over in New Orleans last year for my WrestleMania 34 experience. You can reach out to us on on Instagram. We've got an active Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash wrestling with Johnners. But uh, the the page that I'm really trying to get out there and really trying to promote and get more people involved with is our Facebook page. Go on to Facebook, search wrestling with Johnners. That's J-O-H-N-E-R-S, wrestling with Johnners. Ask to be part of that group and uh, get involved with kind of all of the uh, fun articles, news, uh, reviews, banter. Uh, and all the kind of the, the fun um, and, and kind of, you know, good 
interactive bunch on the Facebook page there, so definitely be a part of that. We're trying to grow that group. So I'll be back uh, in a few days' time. Monday, we'll be putting out our WrestleMania review episode, and that will be with uh, um, Half Decent and Heather Padbury, and maybe one or two other guest hosts might be able to drop on and help out with that episode. Uh, But that's going to go up on Monday afternoon, so look out for that. Uh, And then I'll be back later on in the week with uh, our special review of the G1 Supercard. And then a few days after that, we'll be back to normal covering NXT and NXT UK. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to uh, like, share, subscribe and shout about this podcast. Don't forget to um, hit us up on, on social media and get in touch with us on our, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, and on, on our Facebook group. Uh, but in the meantime, that's pretty much everything. Uh, enjoy WrestleMania. Um, all uh, seven hours of it, or however long it's going to go on for, all 16 or 17 matches. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a show. Some really good matches there. Really looking forward to the Triple Threat main event uh, featuring Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Really looking forward to Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston and uh, yeah, many of the other matches. Um, so it's going to be one hell of a show. Uh, but this has been episode 35 of Wrestling With Jonas covering NXT TakeOver New York. Uh, and until next time, take care and catch up with you all again soon. Mm-hmm.